Welcome to Caffeinated Living. We are a podcast all about Jesus, ministry, and the things that keep us going. And I'm Rob. And I'm Kyle. And I'm I'm Dustin. <laughs> we didn't know which order to go in. That you doing the intro threw us all off. But you nailed it, Rob. That was a great job, man. I don't know about all that. We're not giving that up anytime soon for, or you're not giving that up anytime soon, I should say. So, yes, um, the we apologize again for the audio. We are a little different, I guess, because we are via Zoom again. But hey, thankful that we can at least do it Zoom. So, yeah, we were going to, because we've changed the name on Facebook and on Instagram, like if you've noticed that. We, we actually changed the name to kind of make it, I don't know, I was about to say more useful, but that, that's not what I meant to say. But we were going to say Caffeinated Living Youth Pastors Podcast. That's kind of like our official name, I guess you could say now. We kind of changed it a little bit. So if you're listening to this, welcome. If this is the first time, welcome. If you- yeah. It's just a way for the, the show to be more niche. I mean, you just say Caffeinated Living, you have no idea what that means, but you search Youth Pastor this might pop up and maybe for you, this, like Rob said, this might be the first time you've heard us, but we are caffeinated living. We are three youth pastors who have typical discussions that we would normally have around a lunch table or anytime we're just shooting the breeze. And we just decided to come together and record it into a podcast form. So and again, this is your first time listening. Welcome. We're glad that you guys are here. It's a, uh, it's a ride. I don't know if it's a great ride or a, a thrilling ride, but it's for sure a ride. Which is ironic because that's kind of how this podcast started was on a ride going to all these youth con- youth conferences. And we're like, hey, we should do a podcast sometime. So it yeah. kind of started with a ride. It's, we're still on that ride, I guess. Yeah. Which We're actually recording episode 31. 31. Wow. 31. That's cool. I was, I was curious. I was wanting to know how many we had recorded, like from last season to this season. So we were on episode thirty-one. So that's 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 impressive. I'm proud of that. Especially Give me an when, air high five for that. That's awesome. There we go. Especially when we said that most podcasts don't make it to what was it, episode seven? Yeah, they really. Make it to episode seven. They said it normally it dies out right around episode seven. People just kind of give up and it loses interest to it. So we're, 31. We're, we're, this we're, is our Mike Piazza episode. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who know who Mike Piazza is, yes. So is this Mike Piazza Dodgers or is this Mike Piazza New York Mets? The Mets, of course. Okay. Which is probably what he did most of his damage with. Well, he's probably damage. Yeah. No, I mean, seriously, he hit what? I know he had over 300 home runs. Did he hit 400? I don't know. I don't know. I'm a casual baseball fan. I'm not a diehard. Uh, and, and, and Dustin's just like staring just, at us like, here we go. Uh, I'm lost. Uh, I have no earthly idea. So how are you guys doing? How is, how is life? How's ministry? How are you guys doing? Nobody's yeah. gonna talk. Doing good. Well, because you don't know who to talk. You're looking at your screen. Everybody's. We're all staring at each other. So we're doing good. L- little tired. A little sore today. We had kickball yesterday, so we have two weeks left. Two weeks. We we got one one 
regular season next week, and then we do we on the twenty fourth we end with the tournament. So you're going to do the league again? Was it that much of a success? We'll see. They're 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 thinking about maybe trying to do like a volleyball league in the fall. Hmm. Well, that's cool. So I don't know what that would look like because. Is well, I guess volleyball is not necessarily all girls, but dude, I love volleyball. I love volleyball, but I don't know, I don't know like rules and positions, things like that to play it enough that you could, you know. But hey, if we do it, we do it. I would do it. It'd be fun. Be something different. Why not? Or if we could turn my volleyball court here at our church. If I could get some sand brought in there and we turned into like a beach volleyball court, that would be really cool right there. Yeah. There's nothing better than sand volleyball. Yeah. Unless the sand gets up to like 200 degrees. Yeah. That's true. Burn the soles of your feet, but yeah, it's still fun. I wouldn't have to worry about that. Like where we're located, would we? You wouldn't think in the fall sand we get that. Oh, not in the fall. I'm just saying like. The traditional beach volleyball, you go to the beach and it's like 200 degrees of sand. Your feet but gets burnt. I mean, I think it's been it's been fun to watch everybody. I've, I've, I've enjoyed getting to know other students from some of the other churches. That's 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 been a lot of fun. And it's. If, if people want to do it again, we'd do it again. We'd. If we could get a couple more teams in it, I think it would be a little bit more because we have one team that's playing a doubleheader every week. So yeah. That second game, they seem to get a little gassed, just kind of worn out a little bit. But it's I could tell last night because the one one team that has ended up having more than what they normally do, but then like our team – we had less than we normally do because just it's getting to that type of year where everybody's gone mm. or other things are happening. Other still, you still got high school sports going on and middle school sports. So, but it's, it's been fun. I've, I've enjoyed it. I think we're going to end it on the 24th because we're going to play, do the tournament. And then afterwards, I think we're going to end it with like a cookout and a devotion and, just have it like a time of fellowship for everybody to just so we don't just leave and don't ever see each other again until who knows when, you know, you're going to give out participation trophies. No, Heck yeah. Good. Just, <laughs> just, just a trophy for the team that wins it all. Good. I, I applaud you for that. Unless I can get some Gideon Bibles and I'll give out, I'll give, I'll give out Gideon Bible to everybody. Do that. Okay. I did give our umpires and the coaches because, I mean, I wasn't able to really, like, give them, like, pay, you know, and I felt bad. I wanted to give them something. So I I did give them the coaches Bible, the FCA coaches Bible. So I, cool. I, I, I did give them that. I guess they appreciate it. I hope they do. If you guys are listening, you can tell me or not. I don't know. So, but anyway. I'm sure they do. Y'all had a good week. Yeah. It's been a busy week, but it's it's not been terrible. Same here. It's uh 
yesterday I had to take um, my nine-month-old daughter to the doctor because she was not feeling well. And so that kind of threw my whole day off because basically I just, at the by the time I got home from the doctor, it was already one o'clock. So I'm like, when I got to church, it would be two. And then, yeah, so I just finished out the day at home, but it put me behind to today. So I'm playing catch up, but it'll be Yeah, hard. and like the time of year like this, man, my days off are typically Monday. And a time like it is right now, we're going to get into this in a little bit, like being off on Mondays and then coming into like wide openness on a Tuesday, it's not fun, man, because there's a lot of stuff. Like I'm preaching this Sunday and graduation Sunday's coming up. So it's just like catch up, like you were saying. It's it's a lot. It's like drinking from a fire hydrant. I mean, it's just full blast. Mm. So do you have to use Monday as your day off? No, I don't. Um, it was it was typically like that because our pastor was off on Friday, but with him not being here right now, it's I can take Fridays off. But I originally liked Mondays. To me, taking Friday off and then coming back in Sunday, that wasn't really a break for me. So I, I like Mondays. It's just hard to get the catch up. So I think I'd still stick with Mondays. This may sound weird, but originally when I got to West Hickory, the church I'm at now, excuse me, I actually used to take Thursdays as my day off. Oh, why? Because Wednesday was so like jam packed and then you're just exhausted from Wednesday night. I would take Thursdays off, come in on Friday and you're, you're getting ready for Sunday night at that point. But now it's yeah. just kind of like I take a day off when I feel like we need a day off. I don't yeah. really have a set day off anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think it all depends on the person. I think it depends on the person and the time of year or the season you're in. Right. Which right. It's a lot of what we'll talk about here in a few minutes. So we, we actually kind of talked about that a little bit with the beach volleyball, because obviously you like to go to the beach in the summer. So, we we the title of this episode is "Summer's Coming." Oh, fancy! You know, when you said that, you know, the first thing I thought of song, Game of Thrones. Winners, no, there's Game of Thrones. They say winners coming. That's what made me think of it. You never heard of that? I, I didn't watch the show, but I I know enough to know winter is coming. You said summer is coming. I was like. He took that from that, but never mind. Actually, I didn't. I was I was thinking more of the Clint Black song "Summer's Coming," but you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh Clint Black, that's funny. The idea behind about "Summer's Coming" though is that is typically one of the busiest times of the year for youth pastors. Because we start the season off with graduation, we got mm. VBS, we got yep. camps, summer Bible studies, mission trips, everything around that. So kind of get your thoughts on this, guys. What do you like? What's your favorite part about planning for summer? I don't like planning for summer. Okay. I know when we talked about this pre-show, like I love summer, but I don't like planning for summer. 
if that makes sense. Why? That's well, why? Yeah. Because I think there's sometimes the planning amounts to nothing. Sometimes you get into the summer and then all the plans go out the window, especially last summer, right? (laughs) I spent so much time planning and then it didn't happen. Yeah, it was a bust. But like, I don't know, just the planning of it, because you never know what's going to happen. But again, I don't know. Being in the actual moment is better for me. But I don't enjoy the planning. Well, this this year should have been semi-easy to plan, minus camp, because if you planned all your stuff last summer, couldn't do it, just reuse it. No one, no one's going to know what you planned anyway. So. That's true, but I guess I'm not that smart. <laughs> no. Well, okay. double that. Well, and okay. plus, I mean, this, everything happened kind of shut down in March, so you didn't really yeah. have anything planned for summer, unless you're just one of those people that – as soon as January hit, you already had your summer schedule planned that you were like ready to roll out or something. That's Dustin. That's me. Yep. Okay. So Dustin, how soon do you start working on your summer calendar? Like how soon do you start planning all your thoughts, ideas, everything out? You can be honest. We're not going to judge you. (laughs) Do you really want to know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I usually start, Middle of October, beginning of November. That's awesome. Poor summer. Yep. Okay. And then once January, February, and that rolls around, I start planning for August through December. So. Now, do you do anything sp- specific? Like, do you do like a different type of Bible study, like geared just around summer? Or do you just kind of keep doing whatever it is you're doing through the year? So normally what I do is like August to December, I try to pick a, I'm more of like a verse by verse kind of guy. So like I'll, yeah. I'll pick a book um, and I'll walk through that whole book from August. I'll plan it in such a way it'll end in December and I'll do something different in January. Um, now summer wise, there's so many students come and go and they're sporadic. I don't, yeah. I don't try to do a specific study or anything like that. Cause it's basically like you'll teach one group and next week it'll be totally different and they're totally lost. You're like you have to. So I normally what I'll do in the summer is I'll pick something. I mean, I'll pick like a, like last summer I did something like on um, apologetics. So we did like the 10 um, common objections to Christianity and we just walked through those because um, it wasn't really something you had to cut, go back and recap. It was just kind of make your way through that. So that's kind of what my, planning looks like normally you like for your sunday nights or wednesday nights do you plan like an activity or more like a theme a theme night anything that goes along with those yeah not really now um i'll do like uh i'll pick i'll try to get a game or something that's related um what i'm talking about most of the time it's hard to find that so i'll just pick a random game that seems high energy and gets them moving and their blood flow into their brain kind of deals. But yeah, nothing really theme related. And how soon, if you said you start planning in September, October, almost, how soon do you start planning for either summer camps or mission trips? Now, summer camps really are really hard sometimes unless 
you know, like sometimes with certain camps, they release their dates. I mean, basically once camp starts with them, they go ahead and release their dates for next year. Um, unless they do that, I can't really do much with camp until it gets um, January or February when they do release dates. But um, so, yeah, normally, normally camp and stuff's a little different. So I don't normally start that right away, but I mean, I'll, I'll look at it and think, well, it might be this week or it might be this week and I'll plan around it, but I won't set anything in stone until I have those dates. What about for VBS? Now VBS actually doesn't fall under my jurisdiction. So I don't well, have to worry still, about it. You VBS. still got to put on your calendar, right? Yes. And it, um, normally, um, there again, I, it'll, the use of that date doesn't get picked right away either. So I'll just kind of think, all right, well, this is when we did it last year. I'll kind of put it close to that and make everything subject to change. And then once the date's released, I'll build, I'll go from there. But so. you do anything for VBS Kyle? Like, are you like, is that kind of fall under your jurisdiction? Like what yeah. you're saying or? Yeah, I'm, I'm over our VBS. So, so typically, I don't have to pick a date for Vacation Bible School. It's always the third Sunday in June. Well, this year, we're not doing Bible School like we've always done. We're going to do like a weekend thing right before school starts and end up with like a celebration and uh, kind of a commissioning service for our students and teachers. But yeah, normally, I, I don't have to pick that. It's already decided. We, we always do Lifeway branded stuff, and we always do it the third week in June. So that kind of stuff is ready to roll out way ahead of time but this year is different we're, we're planning something completely different yeah I, I think vbs this year for a lot of people is going to be completely different now, right like well i mean just from what i've seen just around here around the hickory area there's a lot of people doing like weekend vbs's this year like, oh really you're doing like a thursday friday saturday and cool. sunday and, that, that's, and that's what cool. we're, we're doing friday saturday sunday yeah, that's what we're doing. Like, yeah, ours, be, ours is ours is going to be Sunday to Thursday, so it's going to be your normal, what BBS normally looks like. So, because last year we did a, um, I mean, it worked out pretty well. We did like a virtual VBS, so to say. So, like, we had mm -hmm. like a parents would actually drive through and pick up their VBS package, and everything was pre-recorded, and so I mean, it it reached people. It was just different. So this year, I think we're just going back in at full force and just doing VBS normally. So now, I'm probably going to get us in trouble with this next question. You, you can plead the fifth and say, "I refuse to answer that." That's perfectly fine. Do y'all enjoy VBS? I used to not enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought it was super cheesy. Um, but when it's done right is the key. And I say this because I've been in two, three different churches now. And I've been involved in Vacation Bible School in every single one of them. When it is done right and the focus is eventually like last week's topic, discipleship. Then I think it is, it is awesome. But sometimes it's like so redundant it's it it's almost like a routine rather than an outreach yeah. and yeah. I, again like i used to not like vacation bible school at all but when i really started to see it as a whole and you really see it as kind of like a mini revival for kids and youth and even adults 
And when you start to picture it that way, it's really opened my eyes to like what the potential could be for this. Because I mean, the bad thing guys is every church does it right. It's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing because you're waiting those waters of, it's not a war of getting people here. It's just like trying to keep people's attention to say, this is important and we want you to come. But certain people are like, well, everybody's doing this. So I don't care. So I'm not going to come or I'm going to go to seven of them this summer and then hear it all over again. Like when you think of it that way, I think it's annoying. But you think about the potential that you have with Bible school. It's changed my complete perspective on it. What's you, Dustin? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of out there with Kyle. Originally, I always thought VBS was just, let's see how many people can get come to our church rather than being intentionally focused on, let's see how many people we can reach with the gospel. But, um, but I, I mean, so, but now, um, where I'm currently serving, um, that was basically, I felt like that, that's the focus it's, it's always been is let's see how we can reach people with the gospel. How can we make disciples? How can we live on mission? So I think if you're intentional, as you said, Kyle, with VBS, then I think it's, it's a good thing. Um, but when it just becomes a routine, it's a bad thing. Yeah. What's your answer, Rob? Well, yes, I, I always enjoy VBS. I, I think sometimes it's, it's hard. Or if the focus, just what y'all said, if the focus gets off of the gospel and it gets focused more on how much decorating we can do, Mm. you know, but but VBS is fun. I I enjoy it. It's So my next question was going to be, is VBS worth it? But y'all seem to have already answered that question because, like you said, Kyle, every church is doing it. Yeah. If we're trying every denomination, reach, everyone. Right. So if we're trying to reach our neighbors, our communities, what's the point of doing VBS if every church around us is doing it? They're just sending their kids every week to, you know. Yeah. But my heart in that, I guess, is every place they're going, those are seeds that are being planted. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. And if they're at, if, if they're at Dustin's church one week, they go to Kyle's church the next week, they come to our church the next week, we never know when it's going to click that the messages mm-hmm. they hear, they're, they're going to get it. Right. And they're, they're going to be like, yes, this is why I come to VBS. So I enjoy VBS and I do think it's worth it. I, I, y'all tell me if you agree with this or not. This is kind of the assessment I see when I think about the the larger church at hand. They don't see, they don't seem to think that VBS is as important for adults as they do for the kids. So you don't see a lot of adults attend VBS. But then I think if that's how they feel, what does that say to the kids who are coming to VBS? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's just some, something I've been thinking about lately. Our thing is, is if you're bringing your child, we expect you to stay. And I know that doesn't happen with everybody, but it's either plug in. 
somewhere and serve or come to one of our adult classes or our college ministry class. And it's cool. It's actually, you know, it's weird. I've never thought about this until you asked me about Bible school. The very first vacation Bible school I went to was at the current church I'm serving in. It's, it's pretty cool. I, I never thought about that, but the very first one I ever came to was here. That's kind of cool. That is yeah. Hmm. yeah so do y'all have a role we'll call you just said yours is you're kind of like a director almost so, yeah but i don't like using that term i, I know and i've yeah. got a full army of ladies who really help me so you you're a bbs facilitator basically yeah sure yeah still go with that. Like and everybody that. else comes go. around you and basically takes your vision and make it come to life Hopefully, hopefully. But again, I think some of those curriculums out there have done a good job at that. You just oh, have to, yeah. You just have to find people that are willing to serve with it. Does this sound bad? That one of my least favorite things to do in VBS is teach. Really? Because in our church, we have so many people that are better gifted in that position. That I like to try to find a use elsewhere yeah oh yeah i don't feel like i don't feel comfortable teaching sunday school sometimes mm -hmm. that's just not a strength that i feel like i have and so that's just kind of how i feel with bbs but i like being able to get to know the kids that are coming in whether it's helping with the bus helping with rec snacks whatever just being a floater what you know walking around different things those i think i enjoy more than being the main teacher if that makes sense yeah and no i get that i totally get that so y'all have any other thoughts about vbs i, I, I just want to talk about vbs for me because i know that's a big summer yeah. that's a big summer thing that churches do yeah and i know your church is you, you went without doing it in your church for a long time. Now you did it more out in the community. Did you got, did you miss it? I'll ask you that, Rob. Cause I know your church went a few years, not having it. Yeah, we went. I think for two summers, a couple, several years ago, we tried to do it at one of the parks here and we didn't, I think we may have had one kid that showed up. Yeah. But I think the problem was we did it during the day where parents are working. So they sent their kids to like the YMCA daycare, right. you know, like the summer school programs. And then two years ago was the one that I wrote. Remember my little Indiana Jones? Actually, I can't remember who the character was I wrote. I wasn't Indiana Jones, but it was like Indiana. I can't remember. I have to go back and look at it. Minnesota Luke? No, it was not Minnesota Luke. Um, That's a veggie tail scripture. But but they enjoyed it. It was back. And then of course we were going to try to plan it last year and then everything fell apart. So I think some of the kids are excited about it this year. Um our yeah. pastor's wife actually wrote <clears throat> excuse me. Our pastor's wife actually wrote the curriculum for this year. Oh wow, cool. Okay. So it is the one we were going to do last year, but obviously, like Dustin said, we didn't get to use it, so we're just using it this year. Yeah. So it's going to be on the tabernacle. Hmm. Sweet. 
So I, th- I think the theme is called the gospel illustrated the tabernacle. It's cool. Okay. So, and I'm in charge of wreck. So how do you come up with games for Rick that go along with those lessons? That's interesting because obviously they didn't like the idea of me bringing a lamb in and slaughtering it. So, <laughs> gosh, okay. about sacrifice. So any well, other- you can catch the lamb. You could let one go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it gives them a good lesson on the old covenant, I guess. But I mean. I'm just trying to think. Make make VBS memorable for them, right? <laughs> They'll remember that for sure. I'll tell you a story after we get off the podcast about that. Oh no! <laughs> if I won't scary. come back to your VBS, I, I, you never know. You never know. Well, yeah, that's true. An impression, or like, well, okay. Um, that's funny. All right. Well, I got another question then. Moving, okay. moving past VBS for a minute. Do y'all normally start your summers off with your recognizing your graduates? Mm-hmm. I probably should start led with graduates first and then moved into VBS, but I looked at VBS first. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Because I, I kind of think we all, that's kind of like the end of the school year. It's the start of summer. It's your graduation. What do y'all do for your graduates? Hmm. Well, we. Um, or do you do anything I, for your graduation? <laughs> I'll go first. Um, we do. Uh, so we have a graduation service. Um, so we honor our high school and college graduates. Um, we normally, I normally, our tradition has been to go and actually let them pick a Bible out, have their name put on it, and those kind of things. And the church buys that for them. But due to not having a place you can actually go now and get one, um, I just have them order it online, and then the church just reimburses them for them. But um, we normally do, we have music and everything that's kind of tailored towards them, and they get to walk in in their cap and gown and um, get take pictures afterwards with their family and those kind of things. And sometimes, um, if it wasn't, well, pre-COVID, we'd do like a graduation meal for them and their family afterwards. But um, with COVID and stuff, we... We didn't do that last year, and we're not going to do that um, this year either. But that's kind of what we normally do for our graduates. This year is kind of um, bittersweet for me because um, all my seniors that are graduating are the seniors that came into my ministry when I started here at Mount Rahama. So awesome. six years later, they're graduating. Um, so it's kind of sad for me and Stephanie. Um, and some, and it's interesting, a student that graduated – um, and I did his graduation service is actually graduating from college and about to go to medical school. So, um, it's very, uh, very bittersweet this year for us, but we're excited about their graduation and actually getting to be here in person, not having to record it and then air it on online. So it's awesome. Yeah. Those, those types of graduations are very memorable. There's so many stories because they've been with you the whole time. Yeah. There's so many experiences and so many stories. You're just like, wow, okay. What about you, Kyle? Yeah, we, we, we do the same thing. Like this Sunday is our graduation Sunday. So we recognize all of our high school graduates and college graduates. And we get them a really cool gift and um, honor them. Our youth band plays. And, 
um, yeah, I mean, usually we would take them all out to dinner. At least my seniors in high school, I'd take them all out to dinner. Really nice. And uh, just enjoy it. Um, this is like, this isn't the class that was seventh grade when I came in, but this is the class that ever since I've been here, I've been the closest with. So like Dustin, this is, this is kind of a bittersweet graduation of seeing some of these that have been so close with me through this time, being able to kind of leave student ministry. It's, it's, it's going to be tough, but man, it's, uh, it's good. I can't wait to see how the Lord uses some of these students for sure. What is the cheesiest gift you've ever given your graduates? Um, that's, a, that's a very on-the-spot question. I get that. I typically don't try to give cheesy gifts. No, not, but not meaning to. Not meaning to. I don't know, man. I try to get a cool gift. Like two years in a row, I did a hammock and a Bible. So I don't know. I can't answer yeah. that. I think I, did, I think I did hammocks last year. Hmm. This year I'm doing a um I'm doing a, a study Bible and a uh what are those bottles called? Oh man, uh the Visco girls use them. Uh, I don't remember. I can't remember what the bottle is. It's a really nice water bottle. An algae uh, bottle? No, it's not an algae. I can't think of it. A Yeti. <laughs> no, it's not a Yeti. I've done a Yeti before. No. What's the cheesiest one you've done? Obviously there's some. Oh, I don't know. I mean, m most people consider it cheesy because... Hydro flask. That's it. Uh oh, hydro flask. Don't yeah. tell Gracie that. She'll be, she'll be coming to your church saying, I'm ready to graduate. Cause that's like, yep. that's, that's like the one thing she's been asking us for, like Christmas, her birthday. Yeah. And we're like, you yeah. can use your own money to buy that. I, I mean, it's not cheesy. I don't know. Y'all might think it's cheesy, but every year, which I thought about not doing it this year, just because I get flack about it. But I always buy the book, the Dr. Seuss book, um, All the Places You'll Go. That's not cheesy. That's kind of sweet, though. So you think about, like, you know, senior in high school, and then in your gift bag, here's, here's this book that's, you know. And I guess, too, we started with Gracie when she was in kindergarten. We bought her that book. So every year, her teacher that year signs the book and writes her a little message in it. So we're, we're hoping to continue that so when she graduates and then she would have it at the end of that. That's cool, man. That's maybe, awesome. Maybe, maybe it's not cheesy, but it's definitely not, you know, something you'd want. They'd go to a store and be like, oh, I think I want to buy this Dr. Seuss book, you know? Now, do y'all buy your graduates' books? Other than the Bible, do y'all typically buy them books? I, I buy, since they, the college students already got a Bible from the church, I'll usually get them some kind of book. Yeah, um, I do the same thing. Yeah. Most of the time I'll get them a book and I'll get them a gift card to like Chick-fil-A or something because he doesn't like Chick-fil-A. So. How do you know like what book to like buy them? I do this Killing Lions for my guys that graduate college. It's a guide through the trials young men face. I walked this through with some of my young guys in a small group one time. Dude, one of the best books I've ever read for for that age group. It talks about everything. And then the girls, I get them, she reads truth. So 
when they graduate high school, I get them a She Reads Truth Bible. So when they graduate college, I get them the actual book that was written for it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I like that. So, do, do we do we even need to talk about youth camp? I mean, it's just youth camp. It's, you know. <laughs> We've done a whole episode on youth camp. Obviously, we need to talk about youth camp. Favorite part about youth camp? Okay, same same questions for VBS. Favorite part about youth camp, and is it worth it? Mm. Favorite part about youth camp is the amount of time you get to spend with your students. Yeah, like okay. it, it's just one of those things. That's why I can't stand the planning of it. It's because that it <laughs> it doesn't culminate to those those conversations that we actually end up having like the amount of stories that you have for from your youth group right now i guarantee majority come from when you were with them at a camp or a retreat and it's because you spent so much time with them yeah there's some funny things and probably some gross things that happen but some of the most rewarding things at least since i've been in the ministry I've been at a youth camp or a retreat or something like that. And I think what it comes down to is the just sheer amount of time and openness and those walls start coming down and you get to see their true colors. Like if they're a, a morning person, if they're an early bed person, if they are shy, if they get homesick, like you get to see all of that. It's all put out there and they can't really put up a front as much as they would on a Sunday morning or Sunday night. Hmm. Okay. What about you, Dustin? I think my favorite part of youth camp um, would have to be seeing students who have all these walls built up in their life. Um, And they're seeing those by like Wednesday or even Tuesday evening, just those walls start to come down and they start to trust you and realize hey, we can, we can talk to this guy or, you know, we, we, we have these issues, but we know we need to resolve them so we can better serve God and his kingdom agenda. So I think that's my favorite part of youth camp is seeing those walls um, come down, seeing them kind of let go. And that's, that's, that's probably my favorite. I'm sure Rob. Do you want to take any, Guesses as to what would be my favorite part of youth camp? Game time? No. The food? Probably my favorite part of youth camp is probably your least favorite part of camp. Oh, yeah. We've had this talk. The planning of it. You love the planning of it. Like Just what y'all were saying. You love seeing these walls come down. You love seeing how your students are growing. I love the fact that God gives me the ability to write out these devotions to challenge our students during that week that we're with them so many times throughout the year that who better to write their devotions than the people who know them? We, mm-hmm. we know what they're going through. We know where they're at. And I, I guess that's one of my favorite parts. Is it is it a struggle? Yeah. Does it take a lot of work? Yes. Yeah. But it, it's worth it for me, especially when 
I know they're ingrained in their mm-hmm. devotions. They're, they're not just reading it to just do something and move on to the next day's activity, you know? And a lot of times I think it's really interesting. It's great to see how God will work when sometimes the speaker may not know those devotions, but a lot of what they talk about comes back to mm. those devotions or that or that something in that. So that, that's my favorite part. I know it's weird. <clears throat> I'm just that weird person. I get it. Yeah. And and we've talked about before. I don't know if we talked about it on here, but like, so precursor to being at the church I was at, we had the necessity to, to do our own camp. And we did our own camp for most of the time that I was there. And moving churches, I was like, I'm done doing my own camps. Like it, it does take a lot of work, but then it's just like, man, that, like for me, and again, you guys can argue or not argue, but you can tell me uh, no, but like, I enjoy being in the moment of camp with my kids. Like for so many times when I, when I ran a camp or I, I chose everything that we were going to do, like I didn't stop. Like it didn't matter how much I facilitated or gave roles to like I, I didn't stop so to be able to enjoy the moment and to let them hear from somebody else it, it it's rewarding now do I think there's times that they need to hear more from me and, and that kind of thing absolutely but I think that's one of the things I'm not looking forward to this summer is doing my own camp again because I don't get to enjoy being a part of it I'm I'm literally doing it all and, and, and that's what's hard is when you go from getting to see the rewards and getting to be next to them and getting to hear the same teaching they're teaching and, and rather than doing everything, you know, that that's what's hard for me. And, and this year we're doing that because of COVID, because it's, it's easier and I don't have to worry about all the different rules and stuff like that. But it's just it's a struggle for me, man. It really is. And it's the reason I never wanted to go back to it because I never did get to really enjoy it. And I could see it start to show on my students that they're not enjoying it because I'm not enjoying it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes definitely. Sense. perfect sense. Yeah. But that's also the reason why I started doing my own camp. Because yeah. I and that's why like, I think you, yeah. Well, no, I mean, because I felt like going to the bigger camps that we would go to, I didn't get to spend as much time with my students because those camps constantly just kept them on the move, on the go, on the go, on the go. And then I'm that weird person that I have my radars up the very first day when you get in there and how the speaker introduces themselves. I know whether or not, and I get it, God can work in so many different ways than what I think he can sometimes. You know, I forget that. But I don't know anything about these speakers. I don't really know know them personally. I don't know if they're just putting on a front for that week. I don't know if, and, and just, they're probably not, you know. Hmm. But I feel like doing our own camp, I got to spend more downtime with our students than I did when we were going to the bigger camps, mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense. To me, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it doesn't, and... I don't know. Maybe that's just one of those things we differ on so much, but 
I don't know. I, I don't understand it. <laughs> but I'll say this. The times that my group has grown closer together has been in those moments that we do our own thing. But individually, the moments that I've seen individuals come out of the shell the most is when, like, the leaders get to pour into them even more by being present. You know, I don't know. Well, and this year may be a little different because since I've started on my own camps, this will be the first summer that I'm not bringing a speaker in. Oh, yeah. So you'll see that. So now... (laughs) So now yeah. they're going to have to listen to me twenty four seven for yeah. you know for all twenty twenty one. So that that may not have as hmm. a big of effect as it would if they were hearing other voices. But you know, we're we're going to trust God and remain faithful to that. To say, God, you know where they're at and you know what they need to hear and give me the words. Yeah. So context for anybody that's listening, all three of us are doing our own camp. None of us are going to a big corporation or a big ministry like Dustin's going to the beach. Rob is going to the mountains and I'm going to Alabama. So like we're all going different places. We're all doing our own thing. And I think we're all going to all three have different experiences. So that's the beauty of camp, I, I think, is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where or how or who, but it's just, if it's pointing toward the gospel, I think something good is going to come out of it, just because the amount of time. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I, I guess before, you know, before we move on real quick, I think that's another reason I enjoy doing my own camp, because it gives me the opportunity, the biggest thing, to bring in people that I know wouldn't just come in and just want to give a message and then go back to the room and not do anything with our students. Mm. Like they want to come in and be a part of the camp all together from breakfast to devotions to late nights. They want to invest in the students and the people they're there with. And, and I get it when you're at a large camp. Sure. I get that. You can't speakers can't do that. And I think that's, me personally, I think that's what makes the difference for your own personal camps has to big corporation camps mm-hmm. sometimes. So Dustin can give us more. We, we, we need to do a, a post-camp episode yeah, and, and see if we're all still like surviving, floating above water, still breathing above water after all of our camp experiences. Yeah. This will be my first technical year where I've actually done every detail. Um, most years in the past, it's just been in charge of food or in charge of this aspect or getting this or getting that. Now it's every single thing from food to right down to who's, who's speaking to um, t-shirts to devotions. So, It'll be, it'll be interesting. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. I, I have no doubt that it's going to be a great camp for for both of y'all. Oh, I think so. I mean, 
I don't know. Your speaker's kind of crummy, Dustin. Oh, is he? Yeah. I've heard, I've heard reports about it. <laughs> I hope you did a background check. He only has like a two and a half. He only has a two and a half star review. Um, speakersforcamp.com. So. Speakersforcamp.com. I'm just kidding. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I know who gave me the negative review, and he's at Rob's church. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you're probably right. You didn't answer his questions. That's right. Wow. All right. So I'm kidding. Let, I'm let's, kidding. Let, let's wrap all this up real quick. Um, to you guys, and, and you've kind of answered this in some of the questions, but why is summer? the most important time for student ministries? Or do you think it is the most important time? I don't think necessarily it's the most important time. I think it, I think it's all important, and I know what you're saying, but it, I think it, the most opportunity is in the summer. Yeah. Okay. Um, just because there isn't school, for most of them there isn't sports or band or whatever. Like, there's... For a lot of them, it's the couch and Captain Crunch. So, like, it's it's getting those students like moving and doing and serving and, and growing and like we just have an opportunity where with school we respect that and in sports we respect that and we give them time. But the summer is just it's like a playground. Like, there's just so much opportunity to get people going and doing. Like I said, serving that that's my big thing in the summer. We didn't talk about that, but. I really like, I don't like kids sitting at home on the couch. I, I, if there's something that they can do and, and serve our community and serve our body, like I want to use that. So it's also the time I usually like meet with students, at least uh, some of my young guys and take them out to lunch. And whereas in the school year, I, I, I can't do that really. Hmm. So what about you, Dustin? I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with Kyle. I don't think summer's like the most important because I mean you invest in your students. I would hope all all year from August to the summer and yeah, I'm on through. But I do think the summertime you do get a little more opportunity to do more with your students. Um, there's less distraction because um, you got like you know school, you got sports, you got band, um, and my my students are big into all those things, and I'm I'm fine with that. Um, but sometimes it pulls them away from Wednesday nights. And, but then once the summer rolls around, you know, you start having more on Wednesday nights, you get the opportunity to um, more, more chances to share the gospel and um, be Jesus and to serve. Cause we do one of my favorite things to do in the summer is we do what I call impact Mondays. So every Monday we serve somewhere different in our community. Um, we go to a you know, food pantry. We'll go to a clothing ministry, um, we'll help somebody in our church who shut in anything like that, just to get them plugged in, um, to being the hands and feet of Jesus, I think is, um, that's one of my other favorite aspects of the summer um, is those, but yeah, I think, um, summer just gives you an opportunity to invest a little bit more into your students, um, and, and do a little bit more with them. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe, why some of the most important time for student ministries. Maybe that wasn't the best word, but on one level, that's the two and a half, three months of the year that we have 
more than just one or two hours a week to fully invest in the lives of our students. And if you're listening to this and you're not taking full advantage of that, you are m missing a great opportunity. If you are not taking your students to lunch or to get yogurt, get ice cream, trying to find ways to, as Kyle said, get, get your students off the couch and out of the house and being a part of their life, you, you are missing a great opportunity. Hmm. So I challenge you, if you're listening, I challenge you to take summer by the horns and go with it. Have fun. Hope you guys have a great summer. I mean, obviously, we'll be back next week, obviously, but still, hope you guys have a great summer. Um, Before we end this conversation, I want to ask you this, because I'm sure Rob has an awesome answer. What's the craziest event you've done in a summer? The craziest event? Yeah, like most off the wall. I mean, I don't know. One, one time we ended um, the we ended our in the school. Pick out bash thing. Uh, we had a Duncan booth one time. Oh, okay. I mean, that was that was pretty nasty. Yeah. Do you got anything, Dustin? I think the craziest thing I've done, um, and this is usually, like this will be my end of the summer, welcoming my new students into the student ministry from sixth grade and coming into seventh grade. Um, last year we did what I called a um, color war. Um, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Talked, uh, we did that stuff, but I also took um, that tempura paint and liquefied it with water and I got filled, filled up water guns and all kind of stuff. And, um, we just, I basically, it was, I mean, I bought a lot of the chalk dust. I mean, I'm pretty sure they used every bit that I bought. <laughs> um, but they just like, that was probably the most fun I've seen them have. I mean, they just threw the chalk dust at each other, squirted each other with the paint guns. I mean, it, so that's probably the craziest thing I've ever done, but no. yeah, that, those are fun. Yeah. In, in my defense, and both you guys know me well enough, okay? To ask that type of question is extremely hard for me to answer because what Dustin just said, that's normal for me. Okay, well, that, That's why I was like, dunking booth? Really? That's all he's got? I'm thinking in my head. No, no, like, no, no, no. But you didn't, you didn't let me finish because the kids were covered in like whipped cream. They were covered in everything. Uh, so every time somebody was getting in and they were getting dunked in that water, <laughs> I've never seen water that dark. Ooh. Yeah, I've never seen water that dark. So, I mean, that was just one of the craziest things. It was because it was different. Yeah. It was different. Yeah. But you have to understand those things are normal to me. So, dude, I, I would have to, I'd have to think on that one to say what would be my craziest <laughs> thing. I'm Actually, sure oh. I'm sure it's related to food or some kind of something gross. I'm yeah sure of that. I I forgot to mention that that probably wasn't the craziest thing I ever did. One time I um. Bought all my students that were new coming in a um, pink T-shirt, and um, I put the slogan hashtag Human Hot Dog on the back of it, <laughs> and uh, I put them all in a chair, and 
basically bought chili, slaw, onions, relish, mustard, ketchup, and I let my o- older students basically turn them into human hot dogs. That's awesome. So, this is your like rising seventh grade. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. When did you do this? Cause in 2021, I can't see this being I, done. No, it was done. I did it before the, I did it in 2019 when the pre COVID, but yeah, no, I'm not even talking about COVID, but I'm thinking like, Oh man, the world gets a hold of that. And they're like hazing and all that. Dude, well, that's no, awesome though. But what, but what but I did though is I, Justin doing that. Mr. Germaphobe is yes, like, it was, you know, but I, I prefaced the whole thing by basically letting the older students do that, but then the newer students got to go around and fling chili and throw slaw at the older students. So human hot dog. I yeah. love that. That's cool. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's probably the craziest that one. Thing. Yeah. I'm about to steal that one. So what I about you? I have the t-shirts. Um, you do? I have one of them. Cause I was like, I was like, well, this is the craziest thing I've ever done. So I'm going to, wash this shirt and just keep it so you need to wear that next time we go to lunch i will i, will. I won't throw anything on you <laughs> all right what about no, you uh, what, uh, what buddy you? of mine buddy of mine sent me a game one time this is years ago and i finally used it a few years ago um i think it's a download youth ministry thing but it's the taco bell olympics oh. and dude you, you talk about awesome <laughs> it's so much fun you do like shot put with a bean burrito you See who can drink uh, um, one of those Baja Blast Freezies the fastest. You do curling with uh, um, Crunchwrap Supreme. So it was cool. But the one thing that my students want to do every summer, and again, this is context for where I live, all right? They want to do a cricket spitting contest every summer. So every summer we have our annual cricket spitting contest. This is going to be our fourth annual cricket spitting contest. So. Well, considering where you live, right? I know. Is, no, no, cricket spitting is better than cow tipping. Yeah. Well, one time, one time we did our color war in a cow field, and the kids we ran out of paint, and they start chucking cow pies at each other. So yeah, but again, context of where I live, Royal Youth Ministry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could fine. write a book on that Royal Youth Ministry. I think there's already a book, but you can do a precursor to it. <laughs> Is there really one? I need to mm-hmm. check that out. Yeah. All right. There you go. Well, this has been a interesting but exciting episode today. This is this is good. So I'm I'm glad that these guys are ingrained in their summer activities and they'll always look forward to the summer calendar but well except for dustin who's like the super planner over there and there's I'm nothing wrong gonna, but there's nothing wrong with that i'm never gonna live that down emma no i, I mean no man, I, no, I, awesome. I want to be you but I, I i can't i don't know how you need to train me show me your ways okay i mean dustin you and kyle both should know this that i'm already working on camp before we go to camp this year i'm already working on camp for next year Y'all uh-huh. both should already know that. That that's already that's already that's crazy. What if camp goes terrible this year? I hope it doesn't. You're already planning to go back. Like I can't even think of that. Not that you're planning to go back, but you're already planning. You're already thinking through your thing. You're already thinking through what you would do different next year that you're going to do this year. And so if it goes, gotcha. if it goes terrible, hey, you you ha- you're already working on that. There you go. 
those are just things that I like to keep in the back of my mind, just as you're always doing them. Yeah. Uh, so again, guys, thanks for joining in with us. Hope you have a wonderful summer. Uh, if you're listening, drop us a comment and let us know what what is, what's something you look forward to with your students in the summer. Or if you're listening and you're a parent or a student, what's something that you enjoy doing with your youth group or with your youth pastor in the summer? That would be that would be interesting. Like as, from a student's perspective, what what's something that you look forward to in your youth group during the summer? That, mm. that would I would like to know that. That would be interesting. Yeah, that would be a good question to ask. Now to the interesting, we're, we're going away from the bracket challenge today, right? Yes. You want to take a break or you want to go right into it? I need to go right into it, don't we? That's All right. Kind of, kind of, I, know, I know it's kind of hard, but with Zoom, I think, I think it just makes it a little easier. We're just going to try to transition real quick there. But probably you probably experienced some of these at camp. Probably at lunch, probably at dinner. The, the ladies that you, we take with us to camp, and, and, and sometimes the men, but you, you come into the dining hall, you're ready to eat, and you always get the smell of chocolate chip cookies. Mm. They're, they're, they're just baking in the oven, and you're like, man, something good is happening tonight. Especially like when you make the chocolate chip cookies and you put the vanilla ice cream in there and you make a sandwich out of it. Oh, man, just mm, I'm ready to go get one right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, our draft today, we are going to draft our four favorite cookies. Now, this could get interesting because, obviously, if Dustin drafts one or Kyle drafts one, I draft one, then it's off the board. Except for, how, how, how do we say that, Kyle, if it's a specific, from a specific place? Yeah. I'm not going to... Yeah, like if you took a chocolate chip cookie, you can't have every chocolate chip cookie necessarily unless you just say chocolate chip cookie. Like if you say if you say chips ahoy, you can't have every chocolate right. chip cookie. Does that make sense? Yes. That's a good thing, because I might be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so since this is I don't know. How, how, who, who goes first? We just going to do rock, paper, scissors? No, you go first, and then Dustin, and then I'll go third, and then I'll snake it back. Oh, see, I was going to do it the opposite way. I was going to let you go first because you're, you're the youngest in the group. So, but you're, All right, I'll go first. I'll uh -oh. go first. Uh oh, here we go. All right. I can't find my paper that I wrote them all down on. All right. Number one pick for me is a Oreo cookie. Plain Oreo cookie. And I don't think you should be able to take other Oreos. I think that's lame if you do. But Oreo cookie for me is the number one overall pick. Okay. Hmm. So does that mean the Oreo cookie milkshakes out? Yeah, because that's, that's not a cookie. <laughs> it's a cookie mixing with ice cream. So. All right. So Dustin's got the second pick. All right. My all-time favorite cookie, probably number one for me, is the macadamia nut. Oh, wow. Ah. Dustin's getting yeah. fancy. Uh, that is my, like, if someone makes that, and I could literally probably 
eat the I eat the whole thing they make all 12 whatever cookies they make for me I could eat it by myself um, that is my fave okay all right y'all are going to laugh but that's okay Paul says I always have the strangest weirdest first picks I, I think there's only been one pick that you've actually said was a decent pick in like the year and a half we've done this but this one is for sentimental reasons, okay? Every Christmas since I was a little kid, even to today, my mom makes these candy cane cookies. Mm. And all, all it is, it's just a cookie. It's not like a peppermint flavor cookie. It's just a candy cane cookie that she takes the pink and white and she twists it into a candy cane and she puts a little powdered sugar on it. Mm. I mean, it's not like a sugar cookie. It's just a plain just a plain cookie, but huh. it's just a candy cane cookie, and that's that's just going to be my first pick because that's my favorite cookie ever. So okay. I was wanting to sit there and make a comment, but he knows he can't because he'll, he'll you you gave him yeah you precursed that by saying <laughs> it was like, your childhood that's your first pick. That's <laughs> what he's wanting to say. Yeah. Again, that could have been the last pick. It could be, but. Gosh. Dude, Way to crush his childhood dream. I'm saying nobody's taking that one. That's true. You're right. And nobody's taking, but that's my first pick because that's a cookie I'd take over anything. Yeah. See, my, my last pick's going to be my favorite because nobody's taking it. Gotcha. I'm, not, I'm out to win. Okay. All right. So you're next then. No, Dustin is. Oh, I'm next. All right. No, wait. Rob, wait. Rob goes again. Oh, that's right. Snake. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I gotta go again. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay, now, now, now we're making it. All right, I'm gonna go with my second favorite cookie, Snickerdoodle. Mm, good choice. I love a Snickerdoodle. Yeah. That, that, Snickerdoodle. That's, I say it again. Like, you said time. Snickerdoodle. <laughs> I did. Excuse Is me. Is that really? No, that really I'm mean? sorry. Okay. It's just. Right. Yeah. I thought you messed up, but then you said it again. I'm like. He really meant to. Snicker, <laughs> Snickerdoodle, excuse me. Snickerdoodle, yes. The Snickerdoodle is a good cookie. All right, Dustin. All right. So, my probably next favorite cookie, I guess you could classify it as a cookie. I don't really know. Um, the No Bakes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like the chocolate, peanut butter, oatmeal, and you just. Blend it all together and let it oh, yeah, yeah, set yeah. up on a pan. Yeah, that's my favorite. Next favorite, other than macadamia nuts, no bakes. Um, that's uh, a good cookie. I forgot about those. All right. My next pick is a Girl Scout cookie. Okay. It's a caramel delight. Oh. The Samoa, mm. Samoa cookies. Mm. One of those cookies that I didn't like when I was a kid because I didn't like coconut. But, man, now... Hands down, it's my favorite. You know, you can get those at Aldi's, right? Yeah, I know. It's not but, the same, it, but... Yeah, but Girl Scouts, man, they went up to $5 a box. Crazy. I got to make their money somehow. I guess. All right, you're... Oh, I'm up again. Yeah, you're up again. All right, my next pick is... You guys will probably make fun of this, but it's one of my favorite cookies is a um and again i don't know if it's a cookie is those iced animal crackers that have the sprinkles on them is that oh, a cookie man. yeah i'll give you that 
iced animal cracker. Does that mean my animal crackers are off the board? Yeah. Like plain animal crackers? Plain animal crackers. Animal crackers in my soup. All right, All right you're up, Dustin. Am I up next? Got to yeah. cross them off my, off my list. All right. You're going to find this. You're probably going to make fun of me for this. But my all-time favorite, well, probably I should say all-time favorite, but my next third favorite cookie is the fortune cookies you get at Japanese. Oh, that's genius. I, I love them things. Dude, that's you get genius. A, you, get a, you get dessert and you get a fortune. I, I got to cross that off my list. Really? Man, I can't believe you guys thought of that. That's awesome. Taste-wise, they're not the best. They're but, not, but... No. Yeah, it's still cool. You get a free dessert. A and you get, it's like eating a piece of cardboard. Well, <laughs> I may eat them because I get the fortunes out of them, and sometimes they're cool, and sometimes you're just like, hmm, not nothing good there, but... That's a that's a good pick. I think I think the fans will vote for that one. All right. Rob, your last two picks. I know, man. This this is hard because I like cookies. So nobody's taking a chocolate chip. I have eight cookies that I have to narrow it down to two. That's crazy. C is for cookie. It's good That's enough right. for me. So That's for right. cookie. Okay, I'm going to go with this one because it's one of my all-time favorites growing up as a kid. I still like them. Actually, Jana and Gracie love them now, um, but the Fudge Stripes cookie. It's my wife's uh, favorite cookie. The Keebler Fudge Stripes got the fudge on the back with the little stripes on the front. Uh. So that, 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 That's my pick number three. Last pick. Last pick, man. This is hard. Do, 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 do. I don't know what they're called. She's going. To, <laughs> she, she's going. She's. A, <clears throat> excuse me. She's going to hurt me if I can't get the name right. Unless, is it a chocolate peanut butter cookie? Anyway, one, one of our friends, she has this recipe. So every Christmas for the past 10 years, uh, we get together with one of our friends and their, and their kids, and they bake Christmas cookies, okay? But Mary, Dustin, you might know the name of this. Mary makes these amazing cookies. It's like a chocolate peanut butter cookie. It's like Caleb's all-time favorite cookie. It's Jana's all-time favorite cookie, and it is absolutely to die for. Mm. It is like, oh my gosh! So I'm just gonna say peanut, good peanut butter, chocolate peanut butter cookie, because I can't. There's a specific name for it. I can't think of the name of it. So Jana, don't beat me too bad. Mary, don't beat me too bad. But that's what I'm gonna go with. Is Mary's famous peanut butter, chocolate peanut butter cookies. That's what I'm going to call it. 
fun. Okay. You've never had those? I have not, actually. I like uh, the thing she makes that I like the best um, is her banana bread. Mm-hmm. She used yes. to make that. That was good. All right, Dustin. All right, Dustin. All right. I love a good M&M cookie. Mm. But I, I like the um, – some people do like the peanut – M&M's. My favorite is when people use the peanut butter M&M's to make the cookies. You get the cookie, then you get the peanut, but then it's got the peanut butter inside of it. So it's just, it's good. Sounds uh, M&M really good. Cookie. M&M peanut butter cookie. However you want to, however you want to word that. But okay, sounds good. And where are you going with your last one? Um, I'm down between two, but this is my all-time favorite cookie is a raspberry cheesecake cookie from Subway. Oh, man. Those are my all-time favorite cookies. Yeah. Subway has great cookies, period, but that cookie is all-time favorite. I've got a bunch of honorable mentions, but I got the top four on my board. I'm happy with it. All right, so we'll go through. I've got Oreos, Caramel Delights, the Iced Animal Crackers, and raspberry cheesecake subway cookie. Okay. Dustin? I have the um, macadamia nut, the no-bake, the fortune cookie, and the (laughs) M&M cookie. And I got my mom's famous candy cane cookies, snickerdoodle, fudge stripes, and Mary's famous chocolate peanut butter cookies. Mm. I mean... Good draft. There's only one cookie in that whole draft that I would turn away. And that's the raspberry cheesecake cookies. You ever had it? I don't like raspberry. It's not real raspberry. I mean, you can't you can't expect that from a Subway. <laughs> you can't think. You can't expect anything real from a Subway. That's right. But this slogan uh, is eat fresh. <laughs> you're, you're, well, you think we ain't, got time, we ain't got time for that one? All right. Yeah. Good draft. Good draft. So next week we'll have all these cookies and we'll sample them while we're. Mm. having our episode and y'all can hear us sitting here going (laughs) my honorable mention was the carrot cake cookie at hollywood studios oh it's my oh man i hardly ever get it but it's this thick like it's almost like a whoopie pie you ever had a whoopie pie Mm -hmm. and i don't like i don't like carrot cake so it tastes nothing like carrot cake but it's it's so good or 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 if you want to go honorable mention then you could say the num num cookie What's that? The Hollywood Studios. Oh, the Jack Jack. Yeah. yeah. But it's so thick and so big. It's like you can't it's like eat a pie. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, next week we will have a guest speaker on with us, uh, Mr. Ed Braswell from Woodlawn Baptist Church here in Conover, North Carolina. So you guys won't want to miss that. Be sure to check it out. So until next time, as always. Keep it caffeinated, friends. <laughs>